Hello, friends, and welcome to Bloomington Spirits. I'm your host, Josh, and we're back after a very nice fall break. I hope you guys enjoyed yours. But this week, we have a very good friend and the leading man of Big Fish, Benjamin Dow. Big Fish is IU Mainstage's second show of the season, and guys, it premieres tonight. While Ben has a lot of great things to say about the production, that's not all he's got to chat about. We also got to dive into his time at Timberlake Playhouse this summer and what made him want to dip his toes into the wedding singer world and, you know, access his inner Adam Sandler. I met Ben when we were in Spring Awakening together a few years back, and ever since, I've never had a conversation with him that hasn't left me feeling better than before. And I hope you guys get to experience that while listening in on this conversation. So sit back, grab your favorite drink, and of course, enjoy. Well, hey there, Ben. So nice to see you. Good to see you, sir. Thank you so much for coming on the pod, my dude. It's been a long time coming. It really has. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you were one of the first persons or people, there we go, that I ran this idea by, and you were like, dude, go for it. And it's going great. I mean, so I'd I'm say excited it's going pretty you. good. Well, thank you so much for uh, helping me get it off the ground just with your words alone, my friend. Um, what are we drinking today, my dude? We are having a little uh, McAllister's Deli... Um, Lemonade. Yeah. I, uh, you know, Taylor had uh, McAllister's sweet tea. And so I guess this episode is once again sponsored by McAllister's. Sponsored by McAllister's. <laughs> Do you think that lemonade's been like one of your favorite drinks? Uh, um, is, or is it, was it just you listened to Beyonce's album and then you were like, oh, this is it? Well, see, that had a little bit of an influence. But um, before I knew who the Queen Bee was, um, <laughs> it was one of like my parents said it was one of my three food groups. It was pretzels, peanut butter, and lemonade. Uh, uh, I had it for every meal. Wonderful. Um, so, yeah, I thought it would be a fitting drink to have on. Hell yeah. Well, that's great. Uh, well, my friend. It's the one thing about that I love about our friendship is that I feel like while we might have times where we just like have spans where we're both busy as heck and we're not, you know, seeing each other, uh, we can still like hop down at a, at a meal. Like we had, we went to McAllister's right before this. You tried avocado uh, on your sandwich, even it's though excellent. apparently you don't like avocado. Not my favorite, but um, you, you never know. Yeah, you just get that Chipotle Southwest uh, chicken sandwich at uh at McAllister's, it'll change your mind fast. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, we can always get like little meals like that and we just pick things up like right where they left off. It's excellent. Yeah. It really is. I love that for us, man. But tell me a little bit about your summer. I mean, I know that that's been kind of a long ways uh, ago, but you did some fun stuff, right? I did. So, I mean, it doesn't actually feel like that long ago. I know, right? Which is strange. These these past few weeks have just flown by. Yeah, no. And so um, I did a little bit of um, uh, wedding singing. Um, accessed your inner, uh, your inner, uh, wedding singer from, uh, Adam Sandler. That's it. Well, I'll tell you what, that's gotta be like, uh, musical theater is awesome, uh-huh. but it's so cool to go into like a wedding setting where you've got like, you know, there's like some people will start their albums off with like clinking glasses and you you hear that when you're singing those like jazz standards. It's, uh-huh. it's really cool. It's that's like awesome. a, it's like a little bit of life right before we go back into, um, musical theater mode right right how long how many uh weddings did you do um i did one and then i did a couple i did like one or two car shows before i popped out oh sweet um for the summer yeah i mean it's just like it's a cool it's cool to like um explore that side of singing that i love to do yeah for sure i mean you sound great on standards and everything of course of course i mean i I don't think i'm the only person that thinks that i'm pretty sure everybody in the department is in love with your voice so i don't Um, think it's nonsense but (laughs) but it's been it's just a cool like it's a cool experience to go and like you know 
staying at a cocktail hour, which is like, uh-huh. it's, it's only like an hour or two of the wedding and then the DJ picks up and right. then people get to break it down. But, um, get jiggy with it. You know, I, all I, the, Hey, uh, all the classic wedding the songs. Cla- truly, uh, cannot fall in love with you. Oh, yep. Um, I hear that at every single wedding I go to, I was like, that's probably popular, but I didn't know it was that popular. Yeah. But. What's your, what's your go, like your favorite song that plays at a wedding? Like if, if it comes on, you're like, all right, I'm there on the dance floor. Oh, Stevie Wonder's Sir Duke. Are you oh, kidding? That, okay. That, wow. I, that's a good one. I was going to say The Wobble, so yours is much more sophisticated than mine. No, but The Wobble, that's still like a dance. Everybody's going to get to the floor and they're going to be like, yeah, let's wobble together. But like, oh, yeah. Sir Duke, man, that, that song just gets me, gets my blood flowing. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, how can it not? I mean, those trumpets, it gets Ooh. you going. I, uh, funny story about The Wobble. At my brother's wedding, um, he got married to a Southern Belle uh, from Georgia. And so they had the wedding down there. And it's so fun because you could just totally see the Yankees versus the Southerners <laughs> at that wedding because the wobble came on at one point because uh, they had a band uh, for like part of the night and then they would have us like play some music from like a phone for a little bit of time to get some dance music mm-hmm. going. And at one point we played the wobble and that's like the Carter family like we're going to go <laughs> get down on the dance floor and you just see all of these like old white white-headed uh <laughs> grannies and grandpas at this at this uh wedding and they're always like what are these yankees doing <laughs> but, y'all just yeah. busting it down we're just busting it out yeah but that's that's awesome you got to explore that man i mean i think that like i said you got to get a big band behind you and you just gotta God, be jamming dream, all those standards i mean anybody who's talked to me for more than five minutes has like a idea of like that dream that i'm always like oh that would be so cool that'd be so you know mm-hmm. um and yeah, trying to figure out how to. Yeah, absolutely. And then he moved from uh, from there to out out west for a little bit, right? Oh yeah, Western Illinois. Uh, yeah, I was at Timberlake Playhouse. Yeah. For, um, from May sixteenth to August nineteenth. Man, that's a long time. Um, yeah. Um, but it really was one of the best experiences I've had in theater for like in a long time. Oh really? Tell me more. Um, so you know you get to be there and there's like a resident company, and that is the that's like a group that. You know, they're there for the, they're there from May sixteenth to most of us left on August nineteenth, and some of us stayed for mm-hmm. the last two shows. Um, but they were such a loving group of people. I mean, mm-hmm. I just there's connections. I'm still talking to people um, that I um, that I met there. Yeah. Um, and lots of good memes. Yeah. Um, oh, hey, the memes are what makes it. I, I mean, really, they were just like it was just such a fun group of people to That's be awesome. with. That's um, awesome. You got to learn a ton. Um What what shows did you do while you were there? So we did um first show we did was Little Mermaid. Um right. you guys have rollerblades or something? We had Heelys. <laughs> you um, did not. Oh no, we did. <laughs> I um, love that. And That's only the people good. who could Heely Heelyed, which was Could you Heely? I <laughs> <laughs> I can barely walk. Um, I'd love to learn how to Healy. Yeah. Um, especially after that show, there's people were doing like spins and I was like, well, that would be so cool. You know who's really good at Heelys? Who? Sam Rod. Really? Yeah. She Actually, no, I she believe that. Yeah, I she busts them out all the time. That. Yeah, anyways, go ahead. Um, but, um, so we did that. I was, uh, I was Flotsam. I was one of the eels. Oh yeah. That's the, um, that's the, yeah. The, the, um, the like henchmen, right? Yeah. Of, it was, it was such a good time. That's awesome. It's a fun song to sing. It was, I was there with my, um, the guy who played, uh, Jetson. His name was Rory. Um, we had such a good time doing, we did a, like some Fosse dancing and we were like, like to learn how to like move like the eels mm, and we had like, fun. really cool mohawks. That was a cool time. Um, and then we started rehearsals for a TYA show. 
mm-hmm. called uh, Three Little Wolves and the Big Bad Pig. Oh, gotcha. Which uh, the process was interesting, but the actual like per- like product of it was fun, and the kids loved it, and it was such a fun mm-hmm. cast to be with. Did were there any kids in the cast, or was it all? It was all. So. It was all the rest cool. of the company members. And for listeners who aren't uh, familiar, TYA stands for Theater for Young. What for what's this? Theater, theater for, young. for young audiences. Okay, that's it. That's it. Um, yeah, so it was a kids show, but it was a kids musical, which is interesting because usually yeah. kids shows are like little plays, and this is a full scale musical, like like one act musical of like, um, some catchy tunes, mm-hmm. and um, we got the books because it was based off a book, and we got to sign the books and like give them to the kids. They oh, for like so the literacy fun. grant from the West Carroll uh, County Library. And that's it was, it was so great. Cool. Uh, after that, we did Into the Woods. Um, it was magical. You played Jack, right? I was Jack. Yes. Hell yeah! Um, it was such a cool experience to um, you know take on a Sondheim show and put it together in ten days. Do you have ten days? Ten days. Yeah. My goodness. Um, what are your hours like for for rehearsals? Uh, it was twelve hour days, so we did uh, 10, to t- ten to ten, um, which um, it was fun to be with the people. So it didn't really feel yeah, like ten yeah, hours. Yeah. Uh, I mean, twelve hours, and we had like an hour for lunch and an hour for dinner. Um. And that was cool. We had got we. Uh, I'll I guess I'll, I'll talk about that in a little bit, like the guest artists that came in. But um, yeah, so Into the Woods was a great experience. Um, was that your first time doing a Sondheim show? Uh, no, Sweeney Todd was the first time I did a Sondheim oh, show. Oh, okay, great. Uh, which kind of prepared me for the madness that is the ensemble of Sondheim shows, right? Um, but um, and it was a little different because I didn't have to sing a lot of the ensemble stuff. But when you did, it was just like to. Once you learn a Sondheim show, in my opinion, it sticks with you for a long time. Mm. Oh, because yeah. Because you have to drill and drill and drill the words. Um, uh, yeah, I'm sure. Do you have a favorite Sondheim show that you like? would love to do? Oh, uh, Wait, let me guess. Sunday in the Park. Yeah, you got me. Wow. Because that's also mine. So <laughs> it's, I mean, that's just a, that's a beautiful show. And, well, yeah. and another one I'd like to do again would be Sweeney Todd. Oh, I'm um, sure. Because, I mean, that's one of my favorites. I mean, it's just like, it's just that perfect blend of like beautiful musical theater and like darkness mm-hmm. that like isn't like over the top. Right. Like and I feel like act. Into the Woods has that degree too. I mean, yeah. especially the second act. It's also funny. It's yeah. a funny show. Yeah. If you really like delve, we really delved into like the comedy of it too, because Sondheim shows are long. It was a two hour and 45 minute show yeah. without intermission. Right. So we're like, we have to find the fun, like the comedy so that it wasn't very, it wasn't as long as How, it was. Why did you guys do uh, no intermission for that? Oh no, we did. It, we, it, oh, was, gotcha. it was two hours and uh, forty-five minutes without with, uh, without with, the intermission. So oh, when we okay. added it, it was like a, so it's like three hours, it's like a three-hour thing. Together, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, we had to find the comedy in that, and it was kind of tough because I'm like, Jack's a little boy. What's the comedy in this? What's funny about him? Right. And then I'm like, oh, the funny part is, is that he's an 18, 19 year old boy yeah. who is best friends with a cow. Right. And so I was <laughs> like, Oh, I get it. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. Uh, after that we did Mama Mia. Mm. I feel like everybody did Mama <sighs> Mia this summer. Um, <laughs> it was the most fun I've ever had on stage. Really? The mega mix at the end, as much as people are like, Oh my gosh, mega mix is a music. It's so fun. Yeah. It was so fun. Um, we put that together in six days. My goodness. Um, but that also must be nicer because, I mean, I feel like everybody's pretty familiar with the ABBA songs. Yes. Uh, the choreography uh, was directed and choreographed by Shane Hall. Um, cool. He is he was fantastic. He came in with all the choreography that he did from a previous uh, previous performance of Mamma Mia and, like, tweaked it to work with, like, turntables and stuff. He was fantastic to work with. Um, That's incredible. He broke me out of my shell for dancing. Mm. It, was a lot, it was a lot of dancing. Uh, this whole summer was a lot of dancing. Yeah. Even like Paul Stancato, who's the artistic director of um, 
and uh, Timberlake and directs. He directed Little Mermaid and Into the Woods. He was like, "You're gonna dance," and I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, yeah, that must um, be because I mean, you're you'd say you're probably more of a mover, right? yeah, yeah." So was sure. that was that like a good challenge for you to say? That was the best challenge. That was a um, a push out of my comfort zone that I feel like only a summer stock environment can give you because mm. you're not learning; you're doing it for money, right? And you kind of have to be like, well. You know, it's not like I'm like, oh, I don't feel comfortable with that move. Like, you have to just do it. Right. Pull you up the bootstraps. Precisely. Yeah. Um, and so Mamma Mia was a heavy, especially for the ensemble, it's a heavy dance show. And it was just so fun to, like, really do that and really delve into it. And then you get good feedback. Absolutely. Um, and how big is how big is the uh, the theater there? It's it's 300. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. So it's it's got a size. big stage. It's got a 37-foot turntable. Nice. That tells you how big the theater I mean, the turntable basically takes up the whole stage right uh and it was very cool that we used most of the summer we used it for like transitions and like into the woods had like moving trees that would go on to like change parts of the forest it was very cool Cool, that's pretty sweet excuse me um it sounds like it was a overall great experience i'm glad that i mean you you definitely came back feeling like uh on top I, of the world from especially i mean like the last of the show we ended off with was man of la mancha oh yeah um which was a little bird little bird which i was like, i love her so i didn't realize how many like <laughs> songs in there were like iconic other than mm-hmm. like the impossible dream um but we got to work with uh guy named william michaels who was um he is like he's done like Beauty and the Beast on Broadway. Yeah, he was um, he was in Hunchback, the one that went to the like La Jolla, and it went to Paper Mill. And he that's was, awesome. Um, so he's done the role a couple times, I believe, and he was just insane. Um, and he was what I've watched for for you know how to play elderly, but right. not but still like have to be young. Um, but that was really the pushing point of like working with people and then being able to like say goodbye to everybody and hopefully I'll see them again, which I did. Right. So I saw two of them very recently. Oh, awesome. Um, they came down here as they were traveling, but yeah, it was a big push in like the right direction for yeah. me to be like, I feel confident, um, learning things quickly, putting things together on their feet and feeling confident about it. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, so, that's some stuff that you need to have in this field for sure. Um, and you know, I, I, that's so awesome that you got to do Man of La Mancha cause I feel like it's one of those shows or even just stories that really kind of just permeates, you know, time. It's really one of those, like, like I said, timeless shows that like, cause I mean, we were talking about the newsroom when we were at uh, McAllister's and actually I was reading some stuff that Aaron Sorkin wrote about it. like Or or, like talked about uh, the show uh, since he was, you know, show running, created it and everything. And he was like, I took a lot of inspiration from Man of La Mancha. Whoa. Yeah. And and the whole entire idea of, you know, Charlie being the network head being like, no, we're going to do the news like the news should be done as kind of this like man going out on this giant quest against the behemoth of the world. And uh, so it's it's one of those shows that I feel like is, is a, it's very timely regardless you know of blew my we, mind i know right now it, i'm like oh my it gosh gives a, you're right it gives a whole entire different <laughs> perspective of that show and i ugh, i love it yeah man but now you're on to another show oh yeah yeah oh uh, yeah the, the good old small uh small tuna small or, tuna or as they like to large say aquatic <laughs> i don't know what large about. aquatic mammal or it's a fish mammal what Not if, sure. well i was gonna say like if it's like a whale i mean then it could be a large aquatic mammal that's why we chose to do theater yeah. um <laughs> But yes, Big Fish. How's it going? Big Fish. It's going fantastic. Now, question for you: Have you seen the movie? Never seen the movie. Really? No. Now, do you? Okay. If you're doing a if you're doing a show that's based off of a movie or like prior, um, 
stuff. Do you like going to the source material first usually, or would you rather just do the show for the show first and then after go back and, you know, I used to go to the source material first. Uh, what I found is that, um, I think, and I think it'd be different if I went back now and did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am not a creative actor. Why do you say that? Um, because I used to like look at the source material and then do exactly what they did because I'm mm. like, oh yeah, that worked, so this will work. And then I just found it very manufactured and like, yeah. Um, and not, so I not haven't bringing done it for yourself a while. into the piece precisely. And so yeah. I was like, it's just been a while since I've. I feel like I it could have been. I mean, like I feel more confident in that than I, you know, than I did for sure. And so. Um, and just because of how much this show means to me, mm-hmm. um, it's your second time doing it, right? It's my first time doing it. Oh, first time. Okay. Uh, it's, I've missed it. I've missed the opportunity to do it five times. Ah, so yeah, um, finally. I love this. Sh- I saw it in Chicago when it came for the uh, pre-Broadway premiere, uh, fell in love with it. Um, missed it. It's funny cause my sister, um, who, um, did it, like did a couple of shows in community theater and she, um, does now she does, um, she's, cheerleader she's a beast oh, yeah, um, sure. but she um she has done bring it fish. on uh, huh? she she's beat you to big fish i she was gonna me say to big fish, yeah. i was saying that she should do bring it on but she i would probably disagree but <laughs> i think she'd be great um yeah no she has done big fish and so it was her beat my you to it. uh 15th birthday 16th birthday present mm-hmm. was her giving me the script to big fish that she had Aww. from over the summer which is super nice that's really sweet um and so i've been able to read it a couple times um, before I even knew the show was happening here. Right. Um, it's been a wild ride. Now, what do you think makes you so passionate about it? Because, I mean, just seeing just seeing you talk about it, you can see that you are you love it. I mean, obviously the music's great, but... Yeah, the music is great, and I, you know, I don't think I've ever latched on to... Um, and I don't know why, because it's not even like I, I see someone else in him... I've never latched onto a character like I've latched onto Edward Bloom. Mm. And I was just like, like just like entranced by the way that he was able to like, um, tell these fictional stories and how like big he would make them Mm. and how, you know, and I think that that's such a, like a big, um, like the imagination of it. Yeah. And it was just so interesting, especially since like, the music is beautiful, but it all ties into like that storytelling aspect, mm-hmm. which is something I love. We're doing with this show. Um, there's a lot of like technical, like spectacle things that I, I'm excited for people to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Are you allowed to go into any of that at all? Or um, I don't know. So I'm just going to, and it mostly cause I want to keep it a surprise cause That's there's fair. some really, really cool stuff that I'm like, I just want people to see it for the first time. Absolutely. Like, Dang. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's been, I mean, it's been like, such a cool process. Um, I was actually talking to Taylor Ward um, on stage. We've talked about this a couple times, but I love it. And he's like, I don't really get to act with you guys, like my yeah. class very often. Right. Which is true. I feel like I haven't been able to like... Because um, I mean, you guys are almost all in that, right? There's a lot of us, especially like um, it's me and then Taylor and uh, Allison and Maya and George. And it's just like a great... We don't get to act very much outside of shows especially in a show where we're all like so connected in this one right um and so i was talking to taylor and he's like it's just a great time like acting with our class yeah yeah totally um and that community for yeah sure. so it's been i mean the, so it's been it's been a wild ride that's incredible so 
you said that you you know you kind of are latching on to this this creative nature that Bloom has or Edward Bloom I should say. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that's because you think you're a pretty you you find yourself being a creative person or it or it's a, that search for a creativity? And you think you that you think Edward Bloom could help you unlock or what, yes. what's your head about that? Um, that's so I would I would I have like a notebook that I've been writing like inspiration and like what the character means to me and I've been keeping it for a hot second. Mm. Um, is, do you usually do that during like character? Or is it your first time? This is my first time. Wow. Uh, this is my first time. Well, because mostly because a lot of the times the process is too fast mm. or the character to me I'm like oh it's it's it would it would be great to delve into this. I just don't know how how much it's gonna like relay other than right. to myself, um, and it's just like I, I know a lot of people whose process is that, mm. and it's just not mine. Right. Um, but for this character, it was just it just it meant a lot to me to like write down stuff, and um, you know, there's a lot of things that Edward Bloom does that I'm like, gosh, I wish I could do that, mm. and so it's just kind of a way for me to like express myself. Do you have a non spoilery example? Um, the way that he's able to just kind of like. The word isn't tell it like it is, but it's like he's just like he's not afraid. He's got mm. a lot of courage. He's mm. got a lot of confidence. Yeah. And, you know, in professional life and in personal life, I feel like that's somewhere where I lack. Mm. Um, and I think that that's something I always saw that. And I'm like, wow, look at how confident he is. Look at he, he just like, you know, say something and, you know, he's just like people, you know, follow, so, follow in, instead. Yeah. Or in, 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 in line, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just, that's something I always saw in him that I wanted to be like, I wish I could do that, hmm. you know? That's and, interesting. Um, I think that's the toughest part about the roles that that's not something that comes to me naturally. And so I have to like bring it up and be bigger, a uh, bigger storyteller than I am. Right. Um, and I think we're finding new things every day. Yeah. So that helps. That's great. So, so when it comes to your just process in general, I mean, obviously it, it's going to shift and things towards different shows. I mean, you're like you said, when you're in Timberlake, putting up a show in a week, Yeah, that's going to be different from when you have eight weeks here doing one show. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have something that you always do during your process for creating a character uh, that helps you, you know, kind of bring it forward to the audience? Um, I think that when I'm trying to put together uh, a character, uh, I think the um, the main thing is like when I go through the script and read through it and like see what I I like to connect it with things that are me too. Mm. I think that that's um, that was out of the getting out of the habit of like watching source material and be like that's what I want to do. Right. Um, it just made it connect to myself more. And so when I would do, especially for a role like like Jack mm-hmm. and singing Giants in the Sky, um, that was a huge like acting the song leap for me I feel because of just how much I like put myself into that Mm. and how it was just different than I feel like um because I've seen different versions of Into the Woods right Um, and so it was just like a you know reading the script seeing things that I relate to him on and seeing things that he um or like mannerisms that he would do that I would do um and yeah so that's I think that's the biggest part of my process instead of like some people can write it down. Some people like have like um, a lot of different things they do to get get into the zone. Yeah. I think it was if, like from the beginning, if I can find things that I can connect to and latch onto, mm-hmm. then I'm like, okay, I'm with this guy now. Yeah, and I can keep moving forward. Yeah. And 
Yeah, absolutely. I uh, I'm really excited to see what you guys do with the show. I mean, it's it's I I love the movie. I've I haven't seen it in a, in a minute, but it's it's one of those ones where there's a lot of. I mean, it's Baz Luhrmann, so I mean, he's one of those directors where it's yeah the most visual of visuals that you can have. Um, and some of them are like super striking and really stick with me, like all the Danny DeVito stuff. And yeah. I mean, and I love Ewan McGregor with all my heart. So, I mean, how can you not? Um, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi- I mean, really. Pretend. Yeah. I mean, speaking of which, did you know that the new Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus series? Oh, yes. I oh cannot. Oh, my gosh. I cannot wait. I cannot. And you know, I love Obi-Wan Kenobi. I know, right? And there's so, I mean, yes. Okay. They did go through Rebels and they did kind of tie up his story with Darth Maul and that little extended stuff. But like, I would totally be, I can't wait to just see old Obi-Wan just kind of slowly losing it and seeing him becoming that Alec Guinness version of Obi-Wan. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is I feel like in that center section of like the, you know, there's been like movies and video games that have tried to like depict what happens in between mm-hmm. three and four. Um, but I feel like once we get to episode four and like five, it's like just old Ben. And right. Like, what? There's so much there. Mm-hmm. And I'm really interested because I've heard rumors of like Joel Edgerton who played Uncle Owen before he was before he blew up and you know and now he's Joel Edgerton. Yeah. Uh, I've heard that people are thinking that he might come back and I would love to see Joel Edgerton and Ewan McGregor just duke it out because they're such powerhouses. <sighs> That'd be amazing. I know, right? Wow. I just love how we just tangent in for a second. No, that's um, Ian McGregor's worth tangenting for him. Oh, absolutely. So. And the new Doctor Sleep just got a runtime of like two two hours and forty minutes apparently. Damn. Yeah, longer than the shining, which is crazy. It's predecessor, which I'm interested to see how yeah. that goes. Um but that's great, man. I like I said, this I feel like the music is something that I feel like everybody can really connect to because it's you know, it's musical theatery, but it's also, you know, pretty has has some pop and folksy like ties to it. And it's super catchy, so it's I mean, gonna get you. Yeah. If you think that if you think you're not gonna like get got, weep, pretend like you're not. Like the, no, there is too many moments in this show where I'm like, I can't think about it too much, or I'll start right. crying, and I'm like, I gotta hold myself together because it's not the right moment. But yeah. there's there's a, I mean this, because the characters are so full. Mm-hmm. You know, that's I think that's the what what when you get got. Um, in a show or a movie, it's because you latch onto these characters because they're so full and they give you so much, you know, to like, oh yeah, what a, what a great person to like latch onto. Right. And then when When the godding happens, you're like, oh gosh, uh, yeah. So yeah, bring your tissues folks. It's going to (laughs) be. So for, for the people who aren't too sure or don't know a lot about big fish, um, and are kind of just out in the blue. Could you give like a little, you know, synopsis of what the show is? Yeah. So the story centers around um, Edward Bloom, who is a traveling salesman, um, and his son Will Bloom, who are polar opposites. Edward Bloom is full of life and full of um, storytelling energy. He lives in his imagination. Will Bloom is uh, very to the point, um, black and white. Everything is, you know, one way and that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and you find out at the beginning, it's not a spoiler because it's, right, it's right at the beginning. Um, you find out that Edward has cancer and he's dying. That, yeah. Um, and Will wants to learn about his father 
Um, but all Edward's ever told him are these stories that he comes home with. And so Will feels like he knows nothing about his father mm. and he's going to know nothing about his father and then lose him. And yeah. all he'll have left are these stories that he doesn't know are fact or fiction. Um, and so it kind of goes through that journey um, of like, yeah, there, Edward Bloom goes through three different phases of his life in the show. He's like young, uh, middle-aged, and then old. Um, and so you get to get to see uh, the stories that Edward told his son and how like he sees the world and right. Um, yeah, that must be an interesting challenge too of playing all of those different ages like in one in one sitting. Well, and it's tough. I think it's tough too because there's not um, the first time I leave the stage in the show is after 45 minutes. I'm off the stage for a total of 11 minutes, um, and so there's no time to change makeup. Mm-hmm. So there's like a little bit of gray in my hair, but that's about it. And the way that the light hits it, doesn't, it doesn't look like gray at all. So it's all it's all within your. It's all ability. within posture and voice mm-hmm. and the way I move and the way that like the rhythm of my voice, which has been interesting because it's there's nothing to help other than basically your physical body. Yeah. So and you guys open next uh, Wednesday. Next Wednesday. Uh, I believe this pod will be dropping on probably that day, either that day or the day after. Uh, so that's the 26th, correct? Or 23rd. The 23rd. 23rd. Yeah. Um, so it, w- this is a different uh, schedule than usual for, mm-hmm. for main stage shows. Usually they're just two weekends, uh, yeah. fri- you know, the Friday, Saturday, and the Tuesday through the Saturday. Uh, is the, Do you know the reason why it's like a different... Uh, um, I know that time? we're. I don't know if this is the actual change. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's like this is the reason. We're having a on Thursday. We're having a student matinee. We're having a bunch of people from high school oh, or the cool. middle school. One of the two, uh, come and see like a matinee. There's like 300 people coming. It's gonna be yeah. It's gonna be that's pretty sweet. Um, I don't know if that's the reason they changed it so that it's not opening. So we don't have two uh-huh. performances on opening day. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's, I, that's the biggest change that we're having. Cool. So, well, that's interesting. Yeah, get the kids involved. See if they want to. And you have to like it. Yeah, it's in the same amount of performances, correct? Correct. Gotcha. Just a little, just a little tossed up a yeah, little differently. Yeah, spice it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. You know, throw in a mm-hmm. little, uh, you know, just a little sprinkle of uh, some fairy dust and yeah. some uh, fun storytelling. Cool. Well, uh, let's take a little break here, my friend. Excellent. Uh, listeners, stay tuned. Uh, keep your seats buckled. We'll be back real soon. Hey guys, I want to take a quick break here to plug some awesome stuff that's going on within the coming weeks. Of course, Ben's been talking about it a lot this episode. We have Big Fish performing in the Ruth and Halls right now. The show opens tonight and runs until November 2nd. You can find all the ticketing details at theater.indiana.edu. And if Big Fish leaves you wanting some more musicals, you know, wetting your appetite a little bit, <laughs> look to next weekend where both UP's American Idiot and Ben Balmer's Tick Tick Boom will be premiering. UP will be releasing the ticket link on next Monday on their Facebook page, so keep an eye out for that. We only have three performances, so tickets are definitely going to go pretty quick. And Ben's uh, show, Tick Tick Boom, is also performing that same weekend. They have a show on Thursday and Friday at 7.30, and then a show, two shows on Saturday, one at 3.30 and one at 7.30. Uh, he will be posting the link on his Facebook, I believe, pretty soon, and also putting up QR codes on posters around the theater building, so you can keep your eyes out for that. But guys, that's all that's going on right now. Let's get back into the episode. Well, my friend, you and I share a very um, strong affinity for the show um, and music of Once. Mm. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. Just just the title just makes me want, want to weep. I'm just... 
It makes you want to play the songs right now. I know, right? Just, oh, All right, sorry, uh, sorry, listeners. Uh, we'll be back in a little bit. We're gonna go play some. Yeah, thank you for taking a break. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I I've heard uh, tell that you are thinking about throwing a little cabaret of the music together sometime next uh, semester. Uh, what What are your thoughts on that? What's What's been picking on your brain about that? It's a show I've wanted to, you know, do like a concept with uh, since my freshman year, mm-hmm. um, and. Um, mostly it, it started with me wanting to dip my toes in directing and then it evolved into like, Oh, here's what actually goes into it. And I think this could be very cool. Hmm. Mostly cause I feel like the show lends itself to a cabaret style show. Oh yeah. I agree. Um, I mean, it's so much about like, I mean, I mean the bro- original Bob production, I mean, you're just at a bar, you're at a bar, you're at a bar and like the first, you know, I mean, you, you could literally go up on stage and get drinks. Yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, which that, is super, super cool. It really lends itself to that kind of style. And I think that the, the, um, the story is so powerful. Um, and I mean, that helps with it. I mean, the music is just, yeah. So full of life. Yeah, I mean, Glenn Hansard is one of those musicians where his music is literally just. I mean, I, I think of like High Hope off the top of my head, Ugh. or or you know, When Your Mind's Made Up, where it's just these songs where his he tears out his heart from his chest and just like throws it on the ground for you to just see. You can hear it in his voice. I know, right? And it's and. I just think I think about the first time that I saw the show and I it's funny I was I was told this story to Dom uh the other day but we I was with uh this high school um trip that one of my family friends uh her the one their daughter was the high school theater director at mm-hmm. this school that was like 20 30 minutes from me and she's like hey we're going to New York, uh, New York for a trip and we want to fill a few more seats would you want to come with us and I was like uh, yes please yeah for sure and so that was the last show that we saw and it was at the end of the week and everybody was just beat we had had s- done so much stuff I had seen like four shows uh, not including that one and um, we had like you know been you know doing all the touristy mm-hmm. stuff and so and the music's so melodic and everything and like there were some people that were just totally cashed out because we were about to get on the bus and then drive back home that that day so there were some people who were just like zonked out in their chairs but i am on the edge of my seat and like roughly so i'm not trying to harp on those people no because because it's like that music can put you to sleep quick yeah because i mean it's it's one of those like lullaby like musics i mean it's so falling slowly yeah easy oh yes gorgeous sail me away with the sweet melodies um, <laughs> but yes, I, uh, so, but I'm there just like on my seat riveted. And then you, you get to the moment of like when your mind's made up and it's where he's really, where guy is really embracing his like musician storyteller nature mm-hmm. in that studio. And you just get hit with that wall of sound and it's like nothing else that I've ever felt in my life. And from that moment, I'm like, this show's like my favorite show ever. It's it's it, isn't that magical though. Isn't it it just, really oh is. I mean, just talking about it can bring you back to there. I get chills. I mm-hmm. think about like especially when they did like that really soft acapella version of Gold. Mm. Oh, I every hair on my back stood up. Yes. I was like, oh, this is it. Folks. Now, now have you seen you've seen the production, right? Yeah. Uh, where'd you see it? I saw it when it came to Chicago. Ah, wonderful. Um, it was. I mean, do you have a favorite song in the show? 
Yeah, I, I have know to. That, that's uh, a tough question. Yeah, it's a really tough question. Um, For me, it really is about my mood. I have a I have a favorite song from like the the show once, but it is the movie version of Once, which is different, and the songs are placed differently. The story yeah. is still very much the fundamental same. Yeah, and I only say that because I can never listen to another version of Leave. Mm. Glenn Hansard's version of Leave is one of the most raw performances I've ever listened to. Yeah. And it's so, so cool to... Yeah, Steve Kazee was fantastic. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. The, uh, thing, yeah. about, the thing about Steve Kazee is that it's just, it's it's a little too pretty. And it's tough because you, you, Glenn Hansard couldn't do that eight times a week. Oh, no. Absolutely, absolutely not. Steve Kazee had vocal damage after that show. Right. Um, But, you know, that has got to be my favorite... Leave has got to be my favorite song from the show... Um, starts the show off strong, man. It starts the show off, and it gets you in the mood for that cabaret style, like going up there, and he's just kind of, yeah, throwing his heart on the table and being like, "I wrote this." Yeah, and thank you for coming. And you know, it's not like a fire is exploding out of the stage and right. sparks are shooting. It, it, right. Those are those shows are fine, but it's just like it just really like gets down to the meat of mm-hmm. like human existence, which is artsy fartsy, right. whatever. But I, right. I, I just was like. But I mean, it's true. I mean, it, the the lyrics are so simple. I mean, it, but they're so they're so loaded, and the People chord structure. Sim- yeah. Oh, absolutely. Are you kidding me? Totally. Just like waiting for some, like waiting for some, it could be, you know, it could be it could be somebody with like a, like a family member. Or it could be, um, with someone you love, um, mm-hmm. and it's just like you you know, and you feel how much they don't want to leave. Right. And oh my gosh, I, I it's just it's a song that. You know, the music is written so well that you can literally feel. Mm-hmm. It's like you're pulling. It's I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, it's just, it's I uh, I'd say my favorite song in the show. I mean, I've gone like I said. I think I have to say when your mind's made up. Yes. Um, and I think for me, it's a little bit more musically because I mean that that six eight time, or sorry five eight time, uh, is like it's a it's a very weird. Uh, it is uh, time signature you like hardly ever hear. And the layering on that song is so gorgeous. And I mean, the and on both tracks, and both the the movie soundtrack and the um, musical soundtrack, it, yeah. they're just mixed perfectly. And man, I just the, the violin coming over top at the end uh, after uh. everybody's doing their whole soundscape singy thing. My gosh, it's it's too good, guys. I guess the moral of this like little go watch tent, once, please. Like I don't care, fine. Like please watch the original movie, but if you're like not about indie circuit movies, which you should be, because I'm sorry, but there's a bootleg. There is a bootleg again. I don't know if I should be endorsing bootlegs because. Well, no, I, I I do because it's it, Broadway is so expensive. Going yes. to the theater, if you should, because it supports what we do. Yeah, but it's so expensive, and people being like, oh. or or you could go see Todd Allworm. That is IU the, alum, the, IU alum Todd Allworm on the Once a National Tour right now. Well, and it's like you know you got to go support your people, but it's also like, you know, I remember watching an interview with Lin Manuel Miranda where he was like detesting. Um, bootlegs and i'm like Lynn, oh, no really? one is not gonna watch a bootleg and then not go see hamilton right like please the, you you know theater is expensive you've already made a billion dollars lynn <laughs> i was like lynn let's not play that game i was just like uh, you know because i'm like if you want to watch a bootleg don't feel like you're you know 
yeah. committing a cardinal sin against your craft because yeah. it's like it's expensive and it's a career where we don't make a ton of money. So right. we kind of have to figure it out, and that's one of the ways we figure it out. Did you see his um, uh, Lin Manuel's? Uh, um, Julian Castro on SNL last week. No, I haven't. Dude, it was so fun. he was only on like for like fifteen seconds, but I think he's gonna be the reoccurring Julian Castro now. So <laughs> I, it's so it was so. Was funny. he on there with Billie Eilish? Was Billie Eilish on Saturday? Uh, it was uh, well, Woody Harrelson was host. No, no, oh. no. Uh, sorry, um, David Harbour was host. Oh, okay, I'm a fool. But he was just in the cold open. But um, man, that that show SNL is off to a swing, swinging start. Uh, this this season, uh, because I don't know if you've, you've seen the new Joker yet or not. I but oh, I have not yet, dude. And is, I need to. You've seen you, it. You, oh yeah. Oh, you need to see. There's it. the reviews are so confusing because well, well, not that I care about because re- like reviews for like movies and music is like whatever. If I if I want to go and see a movie and I enjoy it, mm-hmm. then what does it matter what the general public thinks? But there have been so many people that are like it's boring or it's like too well, disturbing. People like, who say it's boring have bad attention spans <laughs> and I don't care. And call me, call me a prick if you want, uh, or conceited, No, it's but it's, you have a short attention it's span. It's gotta be about, to I'm like, you can't, I feel like you can't, and maybe cause I haven't seen it, but I have a feeling right. that if you're into like action, superhero, supervillain movies, it's not the, it's about Joker. It's yeah. not well, about, it's, I mean, it's even, I mean, going further, it's, it's, it's more just about a, a man slowly, it, well, one, it's about the failure of um, the mental health system in the United States on top of that and, like, how it can affect a person slowly once that's stripped away from them, like, the help that they would be getting, um, how they can, you know, slowly descend into madness in a culture yeah. that's, like, permeating. Um, especially it talks about, like, class divide and everything. But, I mean, it's gorgeous. And Joaquin Phoenix's performance is, like, next level. Um, but the reason why I bring it up is because David Harbour did a sketch um, called Grouch, and <laughs> it's like a play on on Joker, and it's like it cut in the trailer and stuff. But it's Grouchy from or Oscar the Grouch from Sesame Street, and it's like how he becomes Oscar the Grouch, <laughs> and it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen, and it, it oh it was so good. But yeah, man, I just it's another thing we were talking about, like when you mentioned. You know that three-hour-long into the woods um, uh, runtime, like. <sighs> it, no, it's and it's tough. Well, because three-hour-long runtime, especially for Into the Woods, uh, at Timberlake Playhouse with the Mount mm-hmm. Carroll audience, they're avid theater goers and they're supportive, and we love that. Um, right. You know, but a lot of them aren't there for the deeper art and the deeper meaning. Right. If they get it awesome but it's just like a show that like you know mama mia is gonna sell better there because it's just like fun and people are having a good time and right you know so like there's anything wrong with those mama mia was a freaking blast Mm -hmm. and we had a good time doing it and it told an important story well i I don't yeah yeah. well i mean i think i mean if we talk about if we're talking about mama mia i mean that that's one of those shows that i think is the perfect example of like an escapist um I need to uh, like put my brain on halt for yes, a little bit. And show, it's just like, Cause I mean, that's, that's why, it, yeah, that's why I mean it, it did so well post nine 11 because that's cause everybody needed some levity for just some, like, yeah. But it, I think that was, was so cool about, um, you know, about into the woods and when did people did get it, mm-hmm. they were like, Whoa. Yeah. You know, and that's why I'm like, I'm hoping that people like, okay, 
again, I really critics and like reviews are, uh, you yeah. know, what uh, most times I'm like, okay, but like you're a professional critic, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you go, I mean, you know what goes into like making a character and you know, what goes into like building something that like takes you and your body and your, cause uh, he lost a lot of weight for that show. Right. I mean, for that movie and like um, for Walking Phoenix and like, you know, that's why when you watch The Dark Knight and you watch Heath Leathers, Heath, Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah. You're not like, oh, that was a good performance. It was like, oh, my gosh. How, yeah. you know. How much do you have to submerge yourself? Or, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And not that I endorse method acting. I think it's, you know, for very some, dangerous for very few people. It turns them into something incredible, but it also could lead to yeah. a lot of dangerous yeah. things. Um, yeah. And I, my thing is like, I'm going to get on my soapbox here for a minute. Sorry, listeners. He's on top. Um, but I just, are you standing on top of the chair? Yes. Oh, oh God. Oh. <laughs> 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 He's towering over everybody. Uh, I just, I'm really worried about our generation sometimes where we just don't pay attention, you know, and we don't, we don't let ourselves really, focus up for a minute to like let ourselves learn about things that are something that has something I mean something that has something to say like like a joker who they they can't they can't let themselves follow a story for what it's worth and experience the full arc of it if they just like okay I'm checked out at this one point and now I'm not going to ever check back into the story yeah Where, and there's like you you miss out on so many things and so many meaningful um impactful moments and lessons that you could apply to your everyday life. And I don't understand why people can't, you know, just not swipe through TikTok or Instagram for like an hour and a half of their life. <laughs> it's yeah, it's wild. Yeah. It's, sorry. Soapbox over guys. It's just, yeah, but I need to go see Joker. I need to go see that movie. Um, I need to go see movies. <laughs> hey, yeah. Get the AMCA list, man. Listen, there is, Movies that I'm like, I just miss. That's why mm-hmm. I feel like going to Endgame last year with that whole group was such oh, a so great, um, great time. Um, you gotta love the communal experience of going to a theater. I've never experienced anything like that before. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, and it's so cool to like go back and like watch those moments on YouTube and be like, I was there. Yeah. Um. Totally. Um. But yeah, I think it's important, especially like knowing what they or having some kind of idea of what they do to get Mm -hmm. into that zone and it's not just like a and it's also just like a respect for the people's work you know what i mean yeah i don't people people pour hours into stuff like this and 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 it's and it's palpable yeah and people and for people to be like it's "Eh, boring i'm gonna gonna go look it's boring i'm gonna go look at my phone and swipe get yeah get like a like a picture on instagram anyways yeah uh but okay enough of that um so you are a junior here at IU. You. you have a good little over a year and a half left here. What are some things that you really want to get done, checked off your bucket list of here at IU? Um, like in general? In, ge- in general, performing, whatever comes to mind, man. Um, It's weird that you say that there's only like a year and a half left because it's true. And I'm like, wow, yeah. uh, time has flown. Um, I really do want to, I have this really cool thing in the works for a capstone project, ah. um, that I can't talk too much about cause I'm not exactly sure if it's going ahead and I don't want to be like, Oh, this is happening. And then it doesn't happen. Right. Um, but it's going to combine my two of my passions and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, 
So that's something I'm very excited about to put on. And great, on. great. I do want to try and direct something at some point, which mm-hmm. I hope comes next semester. And, you know, really building a show from the ground up and seeing how that right um, how that changes my perspective of how I perform. Have you ever gotten to direct something before? No, never. Wow. Um, it's sad that I've said that I've choreographed before I've directed. <laughs> uh, I did a little choreography this summer, uh, which was wild. Yeah, how was uh, that? It was for kids. <laughs> it was for this kids. You're camp gonna step, did. touch, step, touch, and then wave your arms. I'll tell you what, there wave was some turns in there. It was that basically, and they're like, "You're choreographing something," and I'm like, "I have no qualifications." He says, "Who me? <laughs> Who me? Yeah, right." Um, so that is something I'm. I really want to do. Um, and, um. Trying to put together some kind of a um, like a like a like an experimental swing band. Mm. I say experimental, not in the chance of like the of like the music, but like trying to like get together like a group and like play swing music and like play in places. And yeah. I think that'd be a great time. Yeah, because um, that music is so infectious and makes people want to dance. It's just not played enough. Yeah. Um, Where did your love for swing and big band music come come from? My grandmother. Really? Yes. Patricia Fern Bell. She oh. is. She's still with us. She's the feistiest. Yo, yeah, she. Oh, she. She's not going anywhere anytime soon. <laughs> she is the feistiest woman I know. Oh, that's good to hear. Um, she is one of the most powerful women I know. Mm. She is. Um, that whole my whole family is just a group of powerful women. Uh, my aunt sits on the as was sat as the uh, chief justice of the Supreme Court of Illinois for four years and. Pretty yeah, that's that's I'd say it's pretty powerful. My <laughs> um, you know, there's a lot of lawyers. Uh, yeah. Um, my grandma and my mom and my sister, um, you know, raised by strong women. Mm-hmm. I love I, I love them dearly. But my grandma is where I um, got my love for big band. We would sit around the piano a lot of times at Christmas, um, which is wild because it's like Christmas music. But we also that's where I that's where I got my you know she'd play Perry Como's version of like. Um, um, I'll be home for Christmas. Yes, that's the one. Really? Yes. Wow, I just pulled that out of my ass. Uh, I was like, I'll be home for Christmas. Yeah, that's it. Wow. Um, I'm, wow. Or like, um, hands off to me. She'd play. Um, she'd play. Uh, Dream a little dream of me. Oh, cute. Um, in the key of E flat major, which is still my favorite key to this day. Huh. Um, fun fact. Um, it's a good key to sing in. It's a great key. Um, but. She would play those songs in the piano and we'd sit around because I am not the first of my family to do this career. Um, both of my older cousins, uh, my cousin Patrick and my cousin Connor, also do theater, musical theater. Mm. Uh, my cousin Patrick was on Broadway. He did Billy Elliot. Do you think that that helped you be into, uh, you know, be like a nice stepping stone into the world? Yes and no. Yes, it's because I watch them and I watch the things they do and I'm like, wow, that's really inspiring. No, because it wasn't like I have to do what my cousins are doing. Uh, you know, it was something that yeah. I found the love for myself. It just so happened that my cousins did it too and gotcha. they inspire me all the time. Gotcha. Um, and so, yeah. But gram- because Grandma Pat plays a mean piano. Um, she is 80, she's, I believe, 83. And she... Um, I mean, plays the piano. She plays she's like she can Ryan play Gosling in La La Land, m- like Maple Leaf Rag. Like it's nothing, nice. which is wild. Um, yeah, and I wish I would have gotten that from her. But um, <laughs> she inspired the love for for all of it. That's she's, awesome. Um, you know, when I'm when I think back, we're doing our Devise shows in um, Ken's class. Oh yeah, and that's a huge pl- plot point in my when my show because I'm like I that you know I wouldn't have known who Joey Bishop. Um, mm-hmm. Gene Kelly, 
Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr., Dean Martin, Johnny Cash. I don't. I wouldn't have known who these people were if it wasn't for my grandma sitting down and playing, or just playing it around the house. Yeah, she just plays it around the house, which is amazing. That's awesome. How's yeah. how's Ken's T three hundred going for you? Because I mean, I know for for myself and for my class, that was a very pivotal pivotal moment in in our in our time here at IU. Because I mean, one, it helped us get to know each other more than we, because we we are. I mean, up to then we had we were pretty close class and we still are pretty close class. Yeah. Um, and, but that just only made things even stronger cause we got to show ourselves through even a different lens. What's that been like for you so far? Um, I won't lie. I'm terrified of this one man show. Yeah. Um, I was too. I was too. I mostly because I feel like there's not like a ton in my life in the past that's been like pivotal where I'm like, this was a huge monumental change in my life where Mm -hmm. I can talk about it for freaking 30 minutes. So I'm like a lot of it, a lot of the show is like kind of like how I found my love for that kind of music. And then like what I want for the future could, because I don't have a ton Mm. to talk about in my past. And so, um, it's been tough because I don't consider myself very like, I wouldn't consider myself comedic. And so it's tough to like, I'm like, I need to keep people interested and comedy does that, but I can't write comedy. And so just kind of like, you know, putting some stuff together. Well, trying to not I would encourage works. you to not say that you can't because I'm sure that you can. You just have to practice. It's just it. really tough. Yeah, it's, um, it's tough. And sure. so um, it's just been, I mean, it's, it's daunting for yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um, but my class can write. Yeah. These kids can write. I mean, like the things that they go like, well, like. He'll have us do an exercise, and I'm sitting there writing. And I'm like, "Damn, this is all right." And then yeah. they'll get up and say something, and we're like, "I'm like, I don't want to go anymore." <laughs> yeah, I uh, I can't wait to see what uh, Taylor has to say because we all man. we all know he's he's a crazy good ass writer. Uh, literally, he he is for sure. He, yeah. Every time he gets up there, it's just like it's just like comedy in like a way that I'm like, this is just like so subtle, but it's so funny. Yeah. Um, but he, uh, I, all of them truly will get up there and they'll like put together like such creative works uh-huh. and so i'm just so so excited to like that's awesome see all the things that they put together and stuff so yeah so you say you say you're going to talk about your future and stuff in your show yeah uh beyond this is i'm talking beyond college what's what's some of the stuff that you're talking about that you're wanting to explore um i want to my roommate this summer uh his name is dalton he was mm-hmm. one of the best roommates i've ever had um he um, did a lot of film acting and we did a lot of like little film projects uh-huh. and it kind of sparked a little interest in it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I don't know if that's something I want to, I want to try it, definitely try it here and then be like, oh. again, to act for the camera for sure. Um, again, that swing band is something that I wanted to do for a while and um, getting together and like putting that music on stage again. Um but even outside of that, I know that I was talking to a guy uh, I worked with at Timberlake who uh, was a guest artist for Little Mermaid, and he was like, "The big band scene in Chicago is so is rampant." Hmm. I'm sure. And so I'm like, he's like, "I it would be so cool for you to get involved with that," and I'm like, "Oh, that would be really cool," you know, trying to make a lot of my own music. I do write some of my own music and right. trying to see where that can go with that. Um, and then just auditioning and yeah, man. figuring out from there because it's daunting for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the it's we're in that field where it's like no one's gonna ever know what what comes around the corner. But I know, my friend. Regardless, you will thrive. I'm sure. 
Um, Thank you, my friend. Yes, I appreciate it. Of course, of course. And I can't wait to see where the waters take you. Um, well, I mean, that's kind of kind of about it. We're kind of closing in on our time here. Wild. Um, yeah, I know, right? Flies by. It does. Um, guys, please make sure that you go and check out Big Fish. It's going to be great. You want to give those dates again for everybody? It is October 23rd through November 2nd. Um, it's going to be a great time. Yeah, I hope get, to see you get guys there. tickets at theater.indiana.edu. It's going to be a great time. Uh, I'm trying to think of other things that are uh, that are going on that I should probably... Oh, um, American Idiot will be coming down the pipeline that too. And that, that is you, my that, friend. That, end, that last weekend. I had a couple of performances at the uh, Grunge Cabaret that UP hosted. It was insane. Well, thank you. Thank I am you. so excited for that cast. It's going to be in a creative team. And yeah, it's yeah, something man, special. To, so. talk, to pump that up, show up for a second, that it's... it's uh, it's hard because I mean that music is I mean it's iconic, and trying to do justice for that it, it, it's daunting. Wow, I yeah. guess that I guess that's the like word of this podcast. word of the day. Daunting the podcast. The word is daunting. <laughs> uh, can I use it in a sentence, please? <laughs> multiple, but, multiple. Um, but yeah, it's it's fun. The cast is great, and I think that I think we're gonna make something pretty cool about it out of it. So I'm excited for people to see it for sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, man, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having of me. Of course. This has, been, this has been awesome. Of course. I'm glad that we finally made got to make it uh, actually happen. Because like like <laughs> I said, you're one of the reasons why I'm doing this whole thing. So I appreciate you uh, for being a guest. Thank you, sir. Yes, of course. Uh, do, you, do you have any social medias that you'd like the people to know to uh, follow you at? You or can anything? follow me on Instagram. It's Ben underscore Dow 1322. Um, I don't post very much. Um, but when I do, it's heaters. So <laughs> only, only good content. Only, <laughs> I, po- <laughs> I post a lot of good content. Uh, no, it's, it's objective. That's but, great. Yeah. Awesome. So, well, thank you so much, guys. I hope that we'll see you next week. And grab a favorite cold one. Have a good day. <laughs>